Good morning, and welcome to the ALC Daily Podcast. My name is Jared Pollard, and I am the Youth and Worship Pastor here at Abundant Life Church. This podcast is intended to impart faith and courage for us to become the hands and feet of Jesus in our everyday lives. We truly believe that the best is yet to come. Good morning and welcome to the ALC Daily Podcast. My name is Pastor Jared Pollard. And this is Pastor Benjamin Davis. We're going to continue our judgment train. Hopefully you've hopped on board. (laughs) The judgment train. It's a good train to be on. It is a good train because what we're trying to impart is how the biblical theme of judgment that is all the way from Genesis 3 to Mm. Revelation 22 Mm. can become your best friend, not your worst enemy. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so that's really what we're going for here. Maybe grace and mercy is the train and judgment is the tracks. Oh, you want, oh. Your, you want your train to stay on the tracks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with no judgment, it's impossible to have grace and mercy. That's true. So, but today it's, it would not be uh, fair to talk about judgment if we didn't talk about what I call bummer judgment. <laughs> <laughs> now, bummer judgment is when you're at the end of the semester and the grade is in, and you've flunked the class. <laughs> and therefore, you have to pay again to retake it. Mm. That's bummer mm. judgment. Mm-hmm. Bummer judgment is when... And, and then you realize that it's $350 per credit hour. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's called bummer that's judgment. bummer judgment. <laughs> bummer judgment is when you lost your scholarship because you didn't mm. keep your GPA up there. Mm. Uh, any, what are some other good examples of bummer mm. judgment? Bummer judgment is when um, you lie to your boss <laughs> and say you're sick, but really you're at the lake, and they find out because they saw you on Facebook at the lake. Yeah, that'd be bad. <laughs> and when you come in, they say, uh, don't bother coming in. Yeah. You uh, do something when you think no one's watching, yeah. and then uh, you find out that somebody saw. Ouch. <laughs> Bummer judgment is when you don't do your taxes and oh. the IRS says, give me uh, the money plus uh, mm. plus interest. Bummer judgment is when you do your taxes, but you did them wrong. <laughs> and the IRS <laughs> says, give me the money plus interest. That's right. I know it took us six months to find your mistake, but you owe us the interest. Oh, oh, I've got, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've got, I've got the ultimate bummer judgment. Here we the, go. The, so, you know, were you... Were you here when they put those cameras on the intersections in Springfield? I was not. I loved those cameras because (laughs) these major intersections, people were running these lights all the time. It became Mm. a major hazard. Mm. So I'm like, yeah, put the cameras on them. And these cameras catch all Mm -hmm. because they're flashing at all times. Mm And so now eventually a lawsuit took them out and I hated that because Mm. I'm like, these are doing a lot of good, you know? So but the way those worked was, is that they're flashing as you go and they take a picture of your car Mm -hmm. and your license plate Mm -hmm. and the light at the same time, (laughs) which means instant evidence about whether you're in the intersection Mm. on a red bummer or whether that's bummer judgment. (laughs) So one day... One day, my, I had a, I had one of my children that had a very nice vehicle, mm. <clears throat> and uh, they were of driving age and teenagers, and we get it in the mail, these pictures, and the pictures are his vehicle, <laughs> about five of these pictures, entering the red, continuing in the intersection while it's red, and exiting the intersection mm-hmm. while it's red, and a nice little bill for $100. <laughs> 
And so I, I took the picture to him and I said, uh, you entered the red, you uh, were in on the red, and you exited on the red. You owe $100. No, that's not right. I'm like, you're caught. You're they have pictures of you doing it. That's called bummer judgment. I, I made him pay that hundred dollars. <laughs> bummer judgment, right? So, so the scripture actually does refer to bummer judgment, and this is what we want to avoid at all costs. And it's also what we want to persuade others to avoid at all costs. Yeah. You know, pick one of ten ways to persuade them, but mm. get involved persuading. It doesn't. Yeah. You know, you, you can try any way you want. Um, but but get involved in persuading people to avoid this. It's in Hebrews 10, verse 26. For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fire, a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. That's bummer judgment. Mm. I've been having a hard time reading it. Mm. That's bummer judgment is when judgment has turned into a fearful expectation mm. Mm. of judgment. Mm-hmm. That's bummer judgment. Mm. Judgment, I believe, is meant to be our best friend. Yeah. It's meant to inspire us, yeah. persuade us, show us where the fences are, give us comfort that I'm inside the fences, affirm and confirm us, mm-hmm. right? This is bummer judgment. Mm. Um, and so we want to persuade people um, out of Bummer judgment. Mm. Okay. Now, just to strengthen it, Hebrews 10 continues down in verse 30. For we know God who said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Mm. All right. Now, um, I had one time a, one of my children said, Dad, can you explain the fear of God to me? I don't understand mm. it. And I thought, well, how can I best do this? And so I thought, oh, I know. What I did was I put them in a corner and I came up upon them mm. and cornered them in the corner so that they were completely surrounded and couldn't move. Mm-hmm. And, I, and in that state, when they were completely surrounded in the corner and couldn't move, and I said, are you scared? And they said, No. I said, mm. "Good, you shouldn't be, because mm. you haven't done anything wrong. This mm-hmm. is your, just, this is just your dad loving on you, mm-hmm. right? What if this same circumstance? Mm. I got you in a corner, mm. and you're you're pinned, mm. but you had just, you know, <laughs> like yelled at your mom mm. or something. Would mm. you be Would you be scared? Yes. Mm-hmm. I said, "Well, that's the fear of God. Yeah, right there. Yeah, that, that, real simple. See, so." Um, that's the principle about that. All right. So let's, let's go down a couple of pathways. How do you help somebody, first of all, who is experiencing bummer judgment, but shouldn't be? Hmm. In other words, they've got a guilty conscience, mm. but they shouldn't be. Mm. They shouldn't. And yeah. what I mean by that is they're yeah. not sinning. Yeah. They just had some bad doctrine, yeah. too many fears put in them. Yeah. They're in a fearful expectation of judgment, and they really mm-hmm. shouldn't be. How do you help that person? Well, I mean, just to go with your illustration, get close. Okay. Get Lean in. Um, you know, I keep. I think we keep saying this, but it is how you you really get to know something is you lean into it, and mm. you experience it, mm. and you know it. And so um, it's kind of... 
I think about in relationships when I've been afraid of something, it's been just because of my lack of knowledge in that area. Mm. It's not in whatever relationship that is with a person. I, I lack the knowledge of what's going on here. Well, you're only going to know if that's something that you should actually fear mm-hmm. if you get close to it mm-hmm. um, right? and, and really get to know it. And so that's where for me, I had some of that. I had some of that fearful expectation. Uh, a lot of church raised kids do. Yes. And yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I have a story that I'll share another time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah. I, I remember many experiences where I was terrified that God was going to punish me and I hadn't done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, and it wasn't because my parents were overly mean or anything to mm-hmm. me. Uh, mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with that. It was just a, uh, an unbalanced perspective of how God related mm-hmm. to people. Cause uh, a lot of the heavier experiences that I had where God were tied around the fire insurance type mm. perspective. Oh, get saved to escape mm. hell mm-hmm. to get into heaven. Yeah. Okay. So it's the, it's the shift of perspective of, I wasn't just saved from something. I am saved to something. Okay. And so when that shift came along and I realized, well, God didn't save me just to, just so I could escape judgment. He saved me. And now I have a purpose and a calling to mm. accomplish. Mm. And judgment comes alongside that to make sure that I stay on my purpose and my calling. Okay, got it. Right. That's, that's a lot easier for me to relate to. Uh, just to go back to the analogies that we talked about with sports, it's just that uh, you have freedom to play the game when you know all the rules and follow them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And take them to the full extent. Okay. You can take rules to the full extent. Mm-hmm. But when you're playing and you're not going according to, you're disqualifying yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. You're stepping out of bounds. Right. You're doing illegal plays. You're doing illegal moves. All those types of things. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, how do you, what about um, the other side is the person that um, is in a fearful expectation of judgment because they should be? <laughs> how are you going to help that person? Man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it starts, you know, for me, the answer is it starts with an R. Yeah. Repent. Yeah, you got you, you to repent, right? Absolutely. Well, I, I laugh. I'm laughing and I'm hesitating because I've been on both sides of this. Uh, okay. All so right. okay. Uh, on the flip side, you know, I needed to learn that God loved me and uh-huh. I, I didn't, I needed to lean in. Okay. Um, but I have been where I've done some illegal moves and I've stepped mm. out of bounds and mm. I've done some of those mm-hmm. things before. Yeah. Um, and it only takes a couple of those experiences. If you do it right to realize all you got to do is repent fast. Repent fast. <laughs> That's right. It becomes a much more pleasant thing when you repent fast. That's right. Otherwise, you're the pitcher who rushes the batter in a baseball game, and you yep. get in a fight, and mm-hmm. you get kicked out. <laughs> yep. That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's uh, that's why I'm laughing. I have been on that other side, and it is not fun. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've said this on here before. Um God is kind in his judgment a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this is just an experience for me. I've not heard a lot of people talk about this, but I can't believe that this is just my personal experience. I'm sure this has happened to other people. Mm-hmm. I was deep in sin and I woke up in the middle of the night and it was as if I was pinned to the bed. Mm. I could not move. Mm. Um, and uh, God would speak to me in those moments. And it was a, you better turn around now mm. or... <laughs> Mm. <laughs> something really bad is going to happen. I take, I take your breath away. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take your sleep away. I'll, I'll take, take your, your breath sleep away. away. And, uh, and that's just a taste of what could happen. And it's not because God's wanting to punish me. Uh-huh. It's because God's like, Hey, you're really close to the line or you've been over the line for a little while now. And, yeah. I, and I've been nice. <laughs> but when I learned, Hey, 
I don't even want to get to that point. Yeah. I don't want to get to the point where uh-huh. God has to talk to me that way. I want to be soft and sensitive. Yeah. And you repent fast. You know, I'm a bit of a wimp in this area, <laughs> which means... Mercy. Uncle. In, yeah. If, if the Lord... I, I'm like one of the dogs that just roll over, you know. Mm. If the Lord wants to get my attention, just touch my sleep in the slightest. <laughs> and, uh, and and he's got it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, I'm also, though, it also makes it an extraordinary act of grace mm. when God wakes me up. Up mm. on behalf of somebody else's problem. Mm. <laughs> now you, I have you, you extending grace. I have com- <laughs> I, then I have to extend grace, and I have complained about this before. I try yeah. not to, but but uh, the the when God wakes me up on behalf of someone else's problem, mm. that's that's less pleasant. But yeah. I extend grace yeah. at that point, you know. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. So we want to help people when they have a fearful expectation mm. of judgment because the scripture does speak to this, right? Mm. It, it it says that this goes on. Um, there's nothing worse than getting to the end of your life mm. and having a fearful expectation mm. of judgment Maybe. or being in the hospital bed, mm-hmm. you know, and having a fearful expectation mm-hmm. of judgment mm-hmm. at that point. Okay. So how do we help people that that's where they're at because they're not saved? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. now, you know, do they have a fearful expectation? It's a solid yes. Yeah, and I'm speaking absolutely. from experience. And the reason I know is I look back to my salvation experience and I'm in the privacy of my bedroom. God speaks to me, do you believe in me? Hmm. Well, it feels like a trap to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I, I'm tempted to, you know, don't leave, go down this line of thinking with leave God. Leave that answer blank. Yeah, leave that answer blank. <laughs> but the immediate thought that came into me, now this is non-church raised, <laughs> non-biblical. I didn't, know, I didn't know who the Bible figures were, didn't know nothing. <laughs> but somewhere, somehow, the thought came into me, well, I don't want to go to hell, so I better mm-hmm. say yes. Yeah. I remember that thought. Yeah. I don't want to go to hell, so I better say yes. Mm-hmm. So I said, yes, God, I believe you exist. Mm-hmm. So I started down the path of mm-hmm. believing. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So how do we help the person, we can call them the non-believer, mm-hmm. person not a Christian yet, mm-hmm. They're, they, you know what I'm saying, have not looked to Jesus for their salvation yet. Mm-hmm. They've got a fearful expectation of judgment. Maybe it hasn't been manifested yet, but it, it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we help them? Well, I think you get to the persuasion. And, you know, we talked about a few days ago that feeling of failing and not knowing why. Mm. And so I think there are a lot of lost people are in that position. They mm. feel like they're failing and they don't know why. Now, I'm, that's true. I'm I know a, that's true because yeah. I was that guy. Yeah, I'm a good person. I, mm-hmm. I don't deserve this. I haven't. I live it, by the Ten Commandments. That's right. That's right. I'm a moral person. I've done all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you've got that uh, going on, and you can switch to the persuasion like, hey, I know the rules. I can help you play this game. Mm. Um, I can help you do it. It's, there's nothing worse. This is going to show my age. There's nothing worse than playing a video game and thinking that you can skip all the tutorials. And then you get halfway through the game and realize that you made all the wrong decisions along the hey, path. Hey, wait, I just had a revelation. 
of why I'm no good at any of those games. Oh, here we go. You I skipped, skipped the tutorials. all the tutorials. That's exactly right. <laughs> you skip the tutorials thinking, oh, I can figure this out as I'm going along. And I do. And yeah. I'm always lost. And, well, and, and I get, I'm like, this is a dumb game. You know what's the up. worst with those games? What's that? You can't go back and watch the tutorial. I know. You got to erase everything yep. and start over. Yep. <laughs> or call your friend that That's watched right. all. What, what my method right. was is. You watch the YouTube videos. I, I, or, no, I just call my, hey, can you tell me about this little thing? But you're forever asking because you skipped the tutorial. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And so that's where the, the persuasion comes of, hey, I'll give you the tutorial. I'll show you how. Mm, okay. I'll show you how this is supposed to go. And the how is Jesus. Mm-hmm. The how right. is come through Jesus. Right. Receive Jesus. Right. Believe in Jesus. Make him Lord. Make Jesus Lord. Mm-hmm. Receive the forgiveness of your sins through Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 Jesus is the key word there. Yeah, right? absolutely. So that's the how. And Jesus, therefore, is the answer to a fearful expectation of judgment. Mm. Um, now, that's for the person that doesn't have Jesus. Mm. For the person who has Jesus, but your behavior is anti-Jesus, it's mm. an antichrist behavior, mm-hmm. your answer is, your deliverance is repentance. Mm-hmm. You must change. Yeah. And when you change, the fearful expectation of judgment will fade away. Yeah. And then a confirming, affirming mm. voice of the Spirit will come say, yeah. good job, yeah. well done, my good and faithful servant. Yeah. And that's what we all want to hear. Yeah, I'm looking at a seven-legged spider on a wall. It made be- it back. Because I, uh, <laughs> I tried to kill this spider, and it's a jumping spider. And I got one of its legs, but it jumped behind something that I couldn't get to, and I thought maybe it would die. But do you think that spider has a fearful expectation of judgment? That fi- that spider has got a fearful expectation of Jared's judgment. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So when- <laughs> now the real question is: Are you going to leave it up there? Or are we going to do another podcast? Uh, let's leave it up there. Let's let him have fearful expectations okay. for a little bit longer. All right, so, so we can inspire him. <laughs> now we hope this discussion helps you make the biblical theme Mm -hmm. of judgment your best friend rather than your worst enemy, or even worse yet, something you ignore. Yeah, That's the worst thing you can do is ignore it. Yeah, It needs to become your best friend, Mm -hmm. though. That's really where we want to be. And I I don't live in a fearful expectation of judgment. I Because I have the Holy Spirit and the Word of God and people affirming and confirming along the way. I make adjustments. I repent Mm -hmm. when I need to. Find mold in the drywall. That's right. You cut that section out. I do. That's if right. you uh, don't do that, then your whole wall <laughs> will have mold. I cut it out before it turns into the whole wall. And you'll have to knock it down and build it again. That's right. I try to avoid that. And so that's our encouragement to you if you're listening to this, is, is that God wants to make the biblical theme of judgment your best friend that is going to help you in the way that you live. Thank you for joining us today. At Abundant Life Church, we believe that through community in small groups and encounters with Jesus, you will have growth. Visit Abundant.us to learn more about ALC and how to join a small group. You can also join us on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. in person or at 1045 in person or on our YouTube with our live stream community.